Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Kistler O'Brien podcast. I'm Tyler Trumbauer with Kistler O'Brien Fire Protection, as we have a brand new episode for you here this month. If you missed any of our previous episodes, uh, be sure to check them out on YouTube, Kistler O'Brien Fire Protection, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can download and find us there. And we welcome you joining us for our November 2021 edition, which is the first episode of year number two for the KOB podcast. That's right. We're already in our second year of podcast episodes. Thank you all for making year one so successful. And we are here ready to start off our second year of podcasting with a very special guest from outside Team KOB, as uh, we are honored to be joined by Tom Field from Reliable Sprinkler, a name that has been around the fire life life safety industry for many years he's a man with has forgotten more than i know and i can say that with confidence and uh he knows a lot and we're uh hoping to get some of his wisdom from here him here today tom thank you for a few minutes of your time and for joining us here on the kob podcast thank you tyler happy to be part of it absolutely thank you once again and as i mentioned at the top there uh, obviously with Reliable, you're a territory sales director in your current role. Uh, you've been a industry veteran. You've seen it from all different angles. Uh, but in your current role, what do you really focus on uh, from a day-to-day aspect? Well, our, our director role uh, reports to our vice president of sales. And as a director, I'm in charge of a territory. There's actually three uh, domestic uh, sales directors in the United States. So my territory covers about 20 states, and my role is really to be responsible for the sales and operations of our warehouses, our shipping personnel, uh, every everything under the sales umbrella to deliver the best service to our customers. Certainly, and that means a lot for you to do, a lot that Reliable does as well, like you mentioned, from just in your territory and uh, the operations and the sales, et cetera. Can you tell us more about the company? What do they provide for the end users in life safety? Really, what role do they play in that entire process to help protect people and property? Uh, sure, you kind of alluded to it at the very beginning. You know, Reliable is a, we're now a fourth generation uh, company. It's in our 101st year. Um, you know, we've been leaders in the fire protection industry for many years. We're still family owned business that uh, really strives to deliver the highest quality products to our end users. and. Um, you know, still has a very family-oriented uh, management approach, and really how we reach our customers is the, the mission statement's always stood at Reliable, really to provide the um, highest quality sprinklers, provide a complete line of system components, um, also deliver the highest level of uh, customer service, provide innovative solutions, and really work with our customers as strategic partners. We've always strived to maintain those relationships. And the free, the fee family that owns our company has always been committed to the fire protection industry from a from a leadership standpoint of serving on the committees at NFPA, NFSA, AFSA, and have always strived to ensure that we, as a whole company, but primarily our ownership, also gives back to the industry every day. And you mentioned right there towards the end of your answer, the partnerships that you have within the fire and life safety industry, Reliable and Kistler O'Brien, a, a partner to help our customers protect their people and property. Uh, what can we do working together? What do we do for our customers? So folks kind of see that, that understanding of that pipeline, if you will, of, 
of when uh, you know a company like Reliable, Kister O'Brien comes together and what that means for their business and their staffs? Well, I've, I've always admired the way Kistler has continued to innovate and uh, find new ways to you know, grow with their business and Reliable strives to do the same. You know, we, we wanna be the world leader in innovation, uh, new ideas, uh, really provide the best products and the best service to our customers. Um, you know, we, we've worked in some of the special hazards arenas that you folks work in, but never in gaseous systems and, and the like. So that's kind of a specialty that you folks are involved with, but really as a partner, we can sell you valves and sprinklers and any system components that would go into any one of those systems that you folks may install. So uh, that's really our focus as a company. We, we've expanded our manufacturing facility uh, just recently to include 500,000 square feet of manufacturing space. So it's giving us the best capabilities within the industry. It's state of the art. Uh, we're using robotics, we're using manual labor, we're using everything that we can to, to turn out the best products. And uh, our ownership, as I mentioned, the fee family, uh, really strives the quality of the product and we'll never find a way to try to lessen the quality by trying to make something a little bit more efficiently. Certainly. And we talked about sprinkler systems here thus far, going to be the focus of the conversation. How important is it to have the proper system for your building um, based off what it is designed to protect uh, within that building and then also, you know, what type of building it is? So how important is it to not just say, hey, we just we need a sprinkler system in here to check off that box for the officials for inspection, but to have the right one with the right, um, you know, just kind of design an application for what they need. How important is that? It's vital. I, I, you know, you know, if you have an unheated warehouse, you have to have a dry system. If you have a data center and you don't want water on those uh, servers, you want a pre-action or a, you know, a deluge system that would protect the, uh, you know, the servers from water damage. Your traditional commercial building is a, a wet system with, you know, traditional supply to the to the systems. Uh, but what's critical in our industry and, and, you know, what's vital to the success of our industry is really having properly designed systems and, and not just properly designed and installed, but maintained systems so that we can maintain the integrity of our industry and, you know, continue to provide the key component of what, why we all go to work each day, which is to provide life safety. So... Very true and a good point and something that seems to continuously be an underlying theme, regardless of what system or service we're talking about throughout the, these podcast episodes, is that the maintenance and upkeep of these systems cannot be uh, overlooked, cannot be pushed back and the importance of them. We started this podcast 13 months ago, as I mentioned, and gone through the pandemic and we talked to business owners and those on the front lines who work with business owners and they stress that importance that there may be budget problems within businesses over these last 13 months. It's been hard for a lot of industries, but one of the areas you can't cut back on or, or try to save on is your fire and life safety system. So very good point there as well. Something else I mentioned, um, I was talking to some folks leading up to this episode today, um, talking about sprinkler systems is that we see them a lot in Hollywood. TV shows, movies, and how that's portrayed on those shows, not really accurate. We know there's a lot of things that are movie magic, uh, but none of that is, that is far-fetched there. Um, for our audience, can you kind of maybe 
parse out what is fact and what is fiction from what we see on the big screen? Sure. Uh, it is one of the most common misconceptions. It's one that I even get with friends that don't know my business and, and they, they know that I make fire protection sprinklers that, um, you know, somebody pulls an alarm and all of the sprinklers go off when in reality it's, you know, a perfectly designed system to ensure that the only the, you know, device that's in the location of the heat source will operate and extinguish the fire with the idea that, frankly, we want to limit property damage while maintaining, you know, the integrity of the fire protection system and uh, providing life safety as well. So uh, the <laughs> Hollywood really does us no favors. Our, our industry as a whole has really tried to address this with proper uh, education, as well as in, uh, you know, asking that, that Hollywood try to portray it more properly. So, but you don't always see it. Watch the Die Hard movie and you'll see it clear. <laughs> There's, I believe, like 10, 10 floors of uh, sprinklers uh, flowing when they pull an alarm and have an explosion. So it's not reality. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly something that you grow up and, and you just think, but um, you're right, a, a properly working sprinkler system uh, is not that, but won't work for the storyline either for Hollywood. So somewhere maybe we can meet in the middle for them as well. Uh, so more education kind, kind of helping us out and helping our audience out that may not know that much about sprinkler systems. The, the letters MIC um, obviously stand for microphone, something we're using here uh, to do this podcast episode, but not exactly what we're talking about. What is that? How does that affect the piping and, and systems overall? If you kind of dive into that for us. Yeah, and, and it's funny, not many of us are experts in this. Um, it's, it's evolved over the last, I would say, 10, 10 years, where it was called microbiologically induced corrosion. But now they're just calling it corrosion because it's, it's based on oxygen in the pipes. And uh, it's happening in wet systems, dry systems. So there's been a, a, a huge push. And, and really, part of the reason is we're flushing systems, we're doing more service in systems. So they're introducing new water to the systems that have oxygen in them. Um, there's, new, not, there's new codes that are asking for air vents that help to alleviate the air pockets that are in wet systems. Uh, but really the best way to protect your system, especially dry systems, is using nitrogen, which is a dry gas and provides a way to actually dry uh, out any residual water that's in the pipe that can that can corrode it, really. And it's eating in the inside of pipes that are, you know, Schedule 10, Schedule 7, which are thinner wall pipes than what we had installed, you know, 20, 50 years ago, which was Schedule 40 pipe. So it's, it's created a challenge. Um, I would say the nitrogen generation products that are out there are, are very successful what they do. And we've had a lot of success selling them. Very good point and, and extremely scientific. And as you said, kind of science evolving over time and the terminology around it as well. And something that that's another little caveat within the system. Like you said, folks, even within the industry, still not 100 percent. You have that nailed down yet exactly what it is, but trying to find the best solution to overcome that natural process, but then also be able to protect the system and also find a way to build it for longevity as well, whether what type of piping you're going to use, et cetera. So interesting. I, like I said at the top, I mean, this man, ladies and gentlemen, knows more than a lot of us would, would uh, ever fathom to know in this industry. So I'm just going rapid fire questions on a lot of things, but uh, maybe something more 
uh, localized for us here, Kistler O'Brien Fire Protection, um, serving the tri-state area in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware area. Uh, the winter months are coming. That's an unfortunate for me. Maybe some folks like the colder weather. I'd rather wear shorts year round. Um, but with that colder weather, then comes the problem of frozen pipes that businesses need to deal with. Um, and as we know, that can certainly be an issue as well. And kind of what for should business owners do for the best plan of attack for those frozen pipes? I mean, is there anything they can do? Obviously, they have life safety partners like us to think about, to, to be able to call and, and we're there for emergency service 24 seven, 365. But what would they do maybe to be proactive about it? Yeah, it's very critical. I think it, you know, November, December in our area of the country to have a service partner um, that would go out and make sure their systems, dry systems are properly pitched, uh, that drum drips are drained. These are low, low lying areas of the piping area um, to eliminate areas where you could have freezing. Uh, I always tell contractors to make sure, you know, there's vents to the buildings that they're properly insulated. So we, you know, in this particular market, we do get quite a bit of what you call freeze ups. And, um, you know, it was a concern last year in particular where we had a rather cold winter. And while we were working as life safety uh, essential business during the pandemic, uh, I worried that there'd be a lot of catastrophic problems in buildings where they weren't properly maintained, but it really wasn't as bad as I had thought. But uh, it's important really to any business owner to have uh, a good partner come in that knows the servicing of dry pipe systems, pre-action systems, even wet systems, and just make sure that they're properly uh, drained and or set up for the winter months. Right. And, and what um, to keep in mind for those business owners is the timing of it all is we've had a few frosts. Uh, you know, it seems like the temperatures will continue to drop as we get to the end of the month of November and the start of December and the official official first start of winter on the horizon it's not that first time it gets frozen. It's when it's been sub-zero temperatures for a while, and then you see that warm-up. That's when things start to get a little crazy. So if you're a business owner, heed that warning that you want to get prepared for that really first cold snap, but the chance for when things can, can get problematic for your system is when you see that first day in the forecast where it's going to be 50 after seeing some frigid temperatures for a while. So something to... Um, keep in mind that I think a lot of folks, they know that's a problem, but really, when is the tipping point when it comes to it, when you're in that that cold streak as well? Sure. So we talked about the COVID-19 pandemic a little bit earlier, and, and that's been another recurring theme within our podcast episode is how the fire and life safety industry has adapted, evolved, and how working with business owners across all industries has changed because of that. Now, another topical situation question coming here with you based on a situation ongoing affecting all industries across the country and potentially stemming from the lingering effects of the pandemic or the supply chain issues that we hear about on the news day in and day out. How is reliable handling that? I know you just talked about you got a lot more square footage of warehouse and operations there and now we have issues where maybe getting that equipment and that material to your warehouse could be problematic. How's that been for you guys? Well, uh, Reliable, you know, we manufacture at our facility in South Carolina and we do a lot of our own additional devices. Our valves, our sprinklers are manufactured in South Carolina with parts here in the United States. So 
we've been able to uh, sustain that part of our business and, and keep up. But the supply chains uh, are, are affecting everything now. Uh, we have components that come in from overseas that are sitting on docks in ships. And uh, it's just created a, a, a logjam really of parts that we have personnel, we have the warehouse, a manufacturing facility that can um, produce product. It's just that sometimes you're waiting on parts. Uh, for the large, you know, large part customers understand it as, as my VP of sales likes to say, if anybody's not familiar, it's uh, pick up the newspaper, you, you see it every day. But it is, it has been a challenge. Reliable's done the best to um, advise our customers of any delays as they occur, just so that they can plan their day, plan their weeks accordingly. And, uh, you know, sadly, I just don't think it's uh, going to go away. I think it's going to be something that is, is going to be, you know, with us, I'd say for the next six to 12 months, because really there was rollbacks of uh, manufacturing during COVID. There was, uh, you know, everybody was at home ordering new stuff. You see warehouses uh, galore delivering stuff for Amazon. So it's, uh, it's a real problem. And um, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. But uh, at Reliable, we've been very fortunate as, as a domestic manufacturer to keep ahead of most of the challenge. Uh, but they, you know, they pop up each day. So absolutely. Better. It's a changing landscape, not only in the supply chain, but in a variety of areas as the businesses, especially fire and life safety industry continues to adapt uh, to the new norm. Right. We heard that term a lot over the last 18 plus months uh, trying to, to change with the times right now. Last question for you, uh, trying to wrap this up. Something I've asked a lot of guests as well over the months is. And I think you have a great perspective on this as, as a veteran of the industry is where do you see the fire and life safety industry going from here with uh, we just talked about supply chain issues, making people pivot technology, allowing for advancements in certain systems and panels. And, you know, you can have remote technology to be able to diagnose problems from a distance without needing to be somewhere. Um, where do you see things going maybe holistically or potentially in just one area in maybe in Sprinkler in particular, that you see it going based on where you've seen we've come from and kind of what you foresee on the horizon? Yeah, I, you know, the technological advances you spoke of are, are amazing to me, frankly, that you can uh, check a nitrogen generator system from your cell phone and see whether it's uh, generating proper uh, purity levels, et cetera. Uh, so I, I, I see that advancement continuing on the electronic side from a from a traditional you know manufactured sprinkler valve product side i i think we'll, we'll still see some significant growth in our industry as we uh we're, we're doing more inspections of systems which will lead to additional work in our service departments um i think we're going to see more with residential over time legislation has has generated opportunities in certain states to uh ensure sprinklers are put into every building. Uh, there may be a time, you know, 20 years from now, when I, when I was a kid, I sat in the back of a station wagon with seven other siblings with no seatbelts. Uh, now you wouldn't think of moving in a car without a seatbelt. So I, I envision maybe 20 years from now, every, every home has a sprinkler in it um, just to protect the life occupants. So I see, I see more growth within our industry, just really from legislation, from uh, reinstalls from retrofit, really some real significant growth. And I tell younger people, I still think I'm young, but that, that this is a great industry 
to really get into and grow with. And uh, I, I only see more opportunities as we move forward. Yeah, very good point. And a lot to uh, change coming up. And I think that analogy with how seatbelts were a thing that you didn't really do a lot of to now it's second nature to put that on when you get into the car um, to kind of see how that has evolved over the decades. Similar pathway may be coming for a lot of systems in the fire and life safety industry, in particular sprinkler systems. Well, that was some great knowledge, Tom, about sprinklers. Um, we covered a lot. We went from movies to seatbelts to the supply chain issue and everywhere in between. And I, I appreciate the conversation. Exactly what I was hoping to hear from you. Um, some great knowledge from you, from Reliable. And um, great to have another partner of Kistler O'Brien's here on the KOB podcast. So once again, we appreciate a few minutes of your time uh, and, and for giving us your wisdom here on the KOB podcast. Thank you, Tyler. And uh, thank you for your business with Kistler O'Brien at Reliable. So we appreciate our relationship uh, as we continue to grow our businesses together. So certainly, yeah. sir. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll continue to do that um, through for years to come and maybe that 20 year timeline like you talked about as well for, for decades to come as well. Thank you all our audience for tuning in for this month's episode as well. Once again, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts platforms, you can find us there. Just search Kistler O'Brien podcast. That'll do it for us here this month. We hope you can join us next month as well. Until next time, I'm Tyler Trumbauer with Kistler O'Brien Fire Protection.